in China podcast, where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. So you've decided to join us again. That's the best decision you could you could have ever made. Because <laughs> now you're going to spend the next fifty. Minutes to an hour with the two white chicks in China. That's right. <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna jump straight in with a review, and our review comes from Amber Duke, who says, "I wish I found it earlier. I have binge listened Netflix style uh, <laughs> to this podcast over the last two weeks, and I have reached the current episode. Keep them coming, please." Wow, nice, amazing. Yeah, I, I've. I've heard a lot about like of people binge listening. I can't. I mean, I binge listen to podcasts, but the thought of somebody else listening, listening to, us, to us just bantering over back and, and over forth. again. <laughs> That's great, though. Yes, it's very nice. Thank you. Yes, thanks. Uh, so uh, our news article today is about a foreigner. <laughs> Uh, so I, I'm laughing. It's not really funny, but uh, I'm gonna anyway. I'll just I'll just jump right in. So um, this story is about a foreigner who slaps a Chinese guy on the subway because he tries to steal his phone. Oh. So um, basically, this was caught on camera and it's gone viral. Um, the funny thing is, is that. This news, or the video, was, has been found by the Daily Mail. So, for those of you who don't know, the Daily Mail is a very, very reputable uh, newspaper in the UK. And their news articles are always very, you know, um, accurate. Uh, so, uh, they said, they basically said that the guy had slapped the Chinese man because he had called him uh, a black devil. So, this man happens to be a black guy, um, and the foreigner took offence. So they've kind of gone run with it in a different way with the story. But according to uh, the Shanghaiist, the the he was a pickpocket trying to steal the guy's phone. The Chinese, the guy? Chinese guy, yeah. And so the guy, you see him on the video, and he's he's he shouts at him, and he he really really slaps the guy on the face, like, <laughs> uh, and I. I'd kind of like to see that. Yeah, I, well, <laughs> I'm going to put the link and you can see the video. So, of course, like, I don't, I don't completely condone violence, but there was part of me that saw him slap the Chinese guy and I thought, you have just, like, you've just, like, I don't know, slapped someone for everyone who's been irritated or, or been harassed or being stared at on the metro. Well, like, that's a- he just did it for everyone, like, who's never had the guts to sort of, like, say to someone, don't do it, or just, like, this is what you're, like, this is what it feels like. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, living uh, in China long term, you become this pressure cooker, right? So right. I'm sure it wasn't just this incident that set this guy probably off. I'm not. sure it's, like, he's probably called a black devil. I mean, obviously he understands Chinese, right. so he heard what the guy was saying. So that means he's probably called the black devil every day. Probably. So it's kind of like, you know, probably most of the time he's just cool and calm and collected and just, you know, ignoring it, letting it roll off his back. Mm -hmm. But, you know, yeah, you get these incidents where it's just they cross a line a little bit, which in this case, he's obviously crossing a line trying to steal from him. And you just snap. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I feel as though, so I I read the Daily Mail article and they were quite... um, negative towards the guy like it was as though it was the chinese guy's fault yeah it was as though it was the like the chinese guy had not deserved deserved it i mean you can argue he didn't necessarily because he slaps him a couple of times (laughs) and gets right in his face and he says don't you ever try and beeping steal from me again (laughs) so he's like aggressive but i mean if the, if someone tries to steal from you, the problem is, I think the reason why the Daily Mail in particular has reacted negatively is because in the UK, like we have no right to defend ourselves. 
This is, to me, this is crazy. So This is crazy. And, and in the U.S., a lot of times we have this political correctness, too. It's like, I remember my, um, so my brother went to school in Chicago, right. and they, there's a lot of, like, gang-related activity in Chicago, mm-hmm. and one time he was walking home, because he went to IIT, and it's not in a particularly, the school is really nice, but it's not in a particularly nice neighborhood, so right. he's walking a through some not nice neighborhoods and he gets accosted by a group of kids basically mm-hmm. which are the worst because they're stupid and they have nothing to lose right and they're trying to prove themselves mm-hmm. so a group of them attacked him and you can't do anything about it cuz it's like right. if you hit a child mm-hmm. obviously he's going to be the one at fault exactly so he ended up, he had to get stitches and stuff, like, well, it was a pretty serious, I mean, they really, they really attacked him. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's this political correctness gone wrong if you can't even defend yourself when somebody is obviously trying to do harm to you. Yeah. So that's... Yeah. it. I mean, the story doesn't go any further. It doesn't say whether... Because he said in the video, according you, I I didn't actually hear him say it, but he says, "I oh, like I'm going to take you to the police. Like if you, you know, I'm going to take you to the police right now." Of course, he doesn't. It's just a threat. The um, Chinese guy, or no, the black guy. The black guy. The black yeah, uh, he speaks to the Chinese guy in English, um, probably out of anger, even if he did understand, like what would like if even if he understood Chinese. Um, but at the end of the article, it says like no one knows who he is or whether anything will happen to him. I mean, what what I mean, nothing should happen to him in my opinion. I, maybe that sounds harsh. Like maybe for me to say it's okay for him to slap a Chinese guy <laughs> is sort of mean, and I know it is. But I I I I think he had the right to protect himself mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah, a little part of me is feels pr- a little bit proud <laughs> which sound, mm-hmm. also sounds bad but it's true like you take you take i mean i don't know i think anywhere in the world if someone's trying to rob you they should be smacked it doesn't yeah. matter if it's here or somewhere else so i mean true. shouldn't be like oh you didn't get me this time see you later you know what, what how are you supposed to react in this situation just just be okay with it yeah. well i guess i kept my stuff so that's fine no no, there should be punishment, and nobody is gonna punish them but no. you if there's no if there's no actual crime. So I don't know. I'd I'd stand behind that guy's yeah. actions. Yeah, I mean he was stupid. Like he's he, the guy, like the black guy. He's not small or anything. Like mm-hmm. if he got caught, like he should have thought he should have thought about what might happen if he tried to steal from someone who was like a much bigger than him because he was a small guy. I mean that's probably half the point because he thinks he'll go unnoticed but but i've seen those instances like i've seen other cctv um clips where you see someone stealing from somebody and they notice and then they just try to like shame them verbally so if it's like if you because i think chinese people in general are not very violent no not really unless they have a few drinks (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then it's usually with buddies you know it's not and it's not super serious but they they tend not to react violently to these kind of situations i mean they shout at each other but very rarely are there actually like punches thrown yeah so i guess the guy probably figured oh the worst that could happen was that he gets that he gets yelled at or shamed and i mean if you're a pickpocket you probably don't have a lot of personal pride anyway probably not so he yeah and I mean, it could have been a lot worse. This guy could have knocked him out. Oh he yeah, he could have really, like, he could have really belted him. He slaps him. It's more like in a, you know, you should be ashamed of yourself. Mm-hmm. Slap, slap, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm gonna, like, I, I'm gonna kill you. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you can see the video anyway. I will definitely watch that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think if there's no permanent damage, yeah, it makes sense if he just like totally lost it and start, you know, like gave him permanent damage or something like exactly. that. But obviously. I don't know. To me, it seems the punishment fits the crime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so uh, should we move on to our question? Yeah, this question's interesting. Yeah. I want to I wanna move on to this one for sure. Okay, so our question comes from Cecilia, who is currently living in Sanya. And she asks, uh, 
<laughs> Why do Chinese people hate the smell of new cars, new homes, new appliances and furniture? I find this sensitivity rather odd. I've witnessed people putting ripe pineapples and other strange things mm -hmm. to get rid of the smell. Uh, even air conditioner smell, um, they complain is bad and have the windows open to get rid of it. But no one seems sensitive to smoking, body odour or just generally offensive smells. Do you know what this is about? I have a problem with smoking inside restaurants, but no one else seems to mind. Uh, so I find it quite surprising the lengths that people will go to get rid of the new smell. Mm. Yeah. Very interesting one, Cecilia. I wonder what it's like living in Sanya, actually. For those of you that don't know, Sanya is on Hainan, Hainan Island, which is, um, they, they call it the Chinese Hawaii, Hawaii. but <laughs> it's a kind of a... Have you been before? I've been there a couple oh, times. It's... Okay, Hawaii is way nicer than... Oh, I don't doubt ...than it. Hainan. I mean, <laughs> you got to be kidding me to call it the Chinese Hawaii. But it is a very popular vacation destination, and it's um, the only real, like, subtropical beach part of China. Mm -hmm. A lot of Russians go there. I remember after my first um, year in China, I went towards the end, and um, my Chinese wasn't really that good at the time. And I went there and I saw all these foreigners and I was like, oh, that's cool because I was there. I mean, I went there with a friend, but she was quite busy. She, Her father was training for um, Ironman <laughs> championships, so she was quite busy with him. So I had a lot of time like just hanging around by myself. And I thought, oh, it's fine. I'll meet some people, you know, at least because I had been living in the middle of nowhere where I hadn't seen foreigners for a really long time. So I was kind of excited. Oh, I can communicate with people. This yeah. is great. And I realized that pretty much like 90% of the foreigners that I saw there were all Russian and none oh. of them spoke English. So we actually used Chinese <laughs> to communicate between each other. It's so strange, isn't it? <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of like a cheap Russian holiday to go to mm. Hainan, to mm. go to Sanya. A friend of ours, she, she told me the other day that she went and someone tried to steal a bag and she... Uh, Did she slap him? No, <laughs> but she basically screamed at him in three different languages and basically he panicked and dropped the, the bag like on the beach like she was like chasing after him and someone sort of got in his way and he tro dropped the bag oh okay like on purpose got in his way to no it was an accident him? it was an accident oh. <laughs> thought maybe there was some good samaritan no, I well no one can dream i know yeah <laughs> uh so onto the onto the the question, uh, I didn't realize that this was a problem. I I didn't re I didn't realize that there was a that Chinese people have a problem with new smells. I didn't realize that either. I understand the whole because she was talking about the air conditioner, and I do understand because they they do follow the principles of feng shui, like pretty much all the Chinese people that I've met. Yeah follow these principles of feng shui, which means you need to have air currents moving through your living space. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are a lot, it goes into a lot more detail, but the essentially, even when it's cold here, even, okay, so Shenzhen doesn't really get that cold, but in Chengdu, where I was, that, that, that was, it got pretty cold and for quite a yeah. long stretch and people would still leave the windows open. The windows open, open. yeah. And in the summer, too, they would be very hesitant to turn the air conditioning on. But that's not to do with the smell. Yeah. That's just because they don't, they, they, they believe the air should be moving and flowing sure. through the house. Which I think has a lot of, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, I, I really like the feng shui tradition of having, needing a hole in the building so that the dragon can, come down from the mountain or something <laughs> yeah. i think that's awesome so sometimes you'll like look around the city and there'll just be a bit like uh it might be a an, well it's usually an apartment complex and there's just like a square it's or a a some hole yeah. in the building and you're just like what is that it's really fascinating actually i think it's it's really cool like our close friend mimi her apartment well actually so oh, yeah. now i live in the same building as her so I've got the same layout for the apartment. So basically there's there's the main part of the house and then there's a small balcony off to the side. Mm -hmm. um, 
and that that's where it's open, so it's got, you know, it's graded, but it's got, um, that's where you keep, you know, you know, your washing machine, whatever, and storage stuff. Yeah. But the, it doesn't have actual panes, like window panes, it's mm-hmm. just got these bars, yeah. um, so people can't come in or anything, but it's open, and you can see through it from the hallway, so if people are standing in front of it, they can see a little bit into your house. A little bit. Yeah. They'd and have they, to be really, like, cr- like craning their neck they, and, like, looking around. They would, yeah. But they would definitely see the storage area mm. they, so they could see your washing machine right. and, and the stuff that you have stored there. I mean, just the people on your floor. No one's, no one's going to be interested in that. But anyway, the point is they can kind of see a little bit into your house. So if you wanted more privacy, you would need to cover... You'd need to cover, board that up a yeah. little bit so that. Which she did. <laughs> yeah, which she did. And then she got, I don't remember exactly the chain of events, but at some point she got this like long letter yeah. that they had written. Cause she didn't want, she didn't want, cause you know, you're wandering around the house wearing your house clothes, whatever. You don't want necessarily people to see you when you're going in to get your laundry and sure. stuff. And so, and it's hot, you know. First thing I do when I get home is just <laughs> strip, strip off, down. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I can totally get that where you wouldn't want to like accidentally be in the storage mm-hmm. space when somebody else was in the hallway and awkward. they see you. Yeah, it's very awkward. So she tried covering it up with a light piece of like tag board, basically. Yeah. This KT board. Mm-hmm. And she got this letter yeah. from the neighbor. An angry rem- neighbor, yeah, to say that, uh, she needed to remove it because it was, uh, it, that space needed to be open for feng shui, for yep. the building. Yep. Um, I think eventually she did take it down, but I can't remember why, like what the, like what happened to make her take it down. Cause I think there were several neighbors who had a problem, but I think that they've gone now. Mm. So is it back up? I, no, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they told me when I moved in, you can't block this window. Oh, they did tell you? Because yeah. no, no one ever told her, and then she, she did it, and then that's when she got the letter from the neighbor. <laughs> it was written in English. Yeah, I think for quite good English, if I remember rightly. I think the husband spoke. Yep. Spoke well. Because I think afterwards he went, he spoke to Mimi and said, like, it wasn't, like, I wasn't bothered, it was me. my wife was the one who was bothered. Mm-hmm. Passed the blame. Which is interesting because, as I remember, it wasn't completely covering... Like, air could have still gone through there a little bit, but it was blocking really? the light and it was blocking... I don't think it was, oh, like, I completely... Thought it was... I think there was still space. Oh, because I, I thought the board was completely covering the window because another reason that she wanted to cover it was to prevent, like, or to try and prevent bugs or anything. Oh, maybe so. From maybe coming so. in. Yeah, that's true, like mice or bugs. Yeah, mice yeah. as well. I didn't want to say the M or the R word. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had a problem, though. I haven't seen any creatures coming in and out, so that's so mm. that's good. I keep my refrigerator out there. Oh, do you? Yeah. It's, it's a good. nice block. I it's can come space. out and use the refrigerator, but the door opens in such a way where I can still be in the in the Oh, buff. hidden? Yep. Oh, well, that's good. So... I can. I feel free to wander about. You'd have to be really lucky to catch me in the, in the nudie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, anyway, so that's feng shui. But yeah. what what Cecilia Cecilia is talking about mm-hmm. is something different, which I I also haven't heard of. Although I know that um, if Chinese people are doing remodeling. They tend not to, if they can afford it, they tend not to move into the new place until like six months later because of all those smells. But I think that's to do with the fumes because, you know, they use cheaper, I mean, there just still aren't strict standards when it comes to, you know, what's in the paint, what's in the glues, what's, what's in the drywall, all this stuff. So... So that's that's another part of the equation is mm. I think maybe this new smell they equate it with like these the chemicals that yeah. are used to manufacture things. Yeah. And if it's new, it's more likely that it has some of like floating chemicals yeah, like maybe. so maybe they think that smell is associated with that. Yeah. Um well they don't think about their neighbors when in the last apartment complex I lived in, the neighbors like across from us they weren't 
so that there was like four sort of corners to the building and in one of the other corners they were renovating like four months and there was dust and awful smells like coming from that 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 apartment for a long time apparently they were someone told someone told us they were knocking into like above so they were making like some huge um double story apartment or something crazy like that project then yeah oh yeah it was a long time Wow. Much longer. So, um, I have um, some thoughts on why uh, why they might use like f- vegetables or uh, the pineapple thing is completely new to me. Mm-hmm. But onion is something that I have seen. Okay. So uh, I've seen onions in, for example, when I was when I was teaching, they would often put like an, a half onion in the classroom. Oh. Or, and I've been to, like, if I go to someone's ha- uh, house, there might also be, like, a half onion. And I, I asked, um, I, I can't remember who I asked, but, and I was told that they believe that the onion would help get rid of, uh, disease. Hmm. Or to stop you, uh, to stop you from getting sick. So, this made me, when, like, uh, when I was thinking about Cecilia's question, I I started to think about um, miasma. So um, this theory existed basically before germ theory. And basically most of the world believed that um, smells carried the disease. So that the disease was in the smell. And, and it wasn't until basically the 1880s that people finally realized, oh, wait a second, this is not true. And they started to follow, like, you know, like Louis Pasteur had mm-hmm. sort of been experimenting with germ theory. Yeah. Um, so China and China was one of those countries that, just like the rest of us, believed in miasma. And I think that they still believe in miasma as the carrier of disease. Mm-hmm. So that's why they use uh, onion in particular to, like, get rid of certain illnesses mm-hmm. that are they think are in the air but then i went and so i i searched like can what you know about onions and sickness and i did find that onions were used all, like before the 1880s to mm-hmm. absorb uh or get rid of sickness so uh, let me see if I've got this, if I can find this. So this was uh, in this actually this was in the early 1900s in the Los Angeles Times article, and it said uh, in the in a sick room you cannot have a better disinfectant than the onion. It has a wonderful mm. capacity for absorbing germs. A dish of sliced onions placed in a sick room will draw away the disease. They must be removed as soon as they lose their odor and become discolored and be be replaced by fresh ones. So, um, but they. This seems to be something that was used, and uh, but it's I, I, the, I guess they still do it here. Yeah, with the onion. Yeah, I think a lot of these pra- practices that they carry on, it's just it's more like tradition. They don't really think about it, and they don't seem to even really be bothered, because now there's obviously scientific methods to prove these things. But most people just do it because right. their parents do it and their grandparents do it, and they don't. They don't seem to care whether no, or not, not there's scientific it's real evidence or not. Exactly. Yeah, to support it. I suppose the like old wives' tales or superstitions that even I mean maybe we do those silly things. Like I still do that silly like or oh, touch wood thing. Like what I mean, why do I even do that? What why? But do you actually think? That no, I don't. No, does... that's the same thing. No, I don't. I just do it out of habit. No, you're right. I don't. Yeah, because I also do the same thing, but it's. I definitely don't think, think that, that I'm that preventing do something anything. from happening. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but I also remembered, um, and this is something that I didn't find anything on when I was uh, back in the kindergarten. They would often, at certain times of the year, they would boil. Um, like a vat of vinegar in the classroom mm. the smell was horrific like it was <laughs> so bad um and that was another like Ch- chinese like medicine like traditional medicine mm. type thing they believed that it would stop the kids from getting sick mm. and there was actually i found a link uh and it was all about using vinegar in chinese medicine specifically and basically name 
name your ailment, vinegar can cure it. Well, they sell vinegar for drinking. Like, yeah. they, they yeah, drink vinegar. So you see these, like, apple vinegar. Apple vinegar. And, oh, like, they God. have different kinds of vinegar, and they drink... Like, a lot of times it's sold at the pharmacies. Mm-hmm. It, it looks like juice. Yeah. And then in the grocery stores, too, they sell this vinegar, and they just drink vinegar. I mean, it's it must be diluted in some way. It's yeah, not like so. drinking, you know, white distilled vinegar or something like that. <laughs> oh, but it's gross. It's very vinegary. I've tried it before. I think I've had an apple one before. It was yeah. pretty unpleasant. Yeah, it was... I was able to drink it, but, mm. it, yeah, it was definitely not a great experience. But I've heard that's good for you. I've heard vinegar is good for you. Mm. It makes sense. I mean, you use vinegar, you can use vinegar for a lot of, um, like, cleaning. Yeah, it's like, it is a disinfectant, I yeah. guess. Yeah. But this list of, uh, wh- like, things to use it for, like, uh, like, if you boil it and you inhale it, it'll help you get rid of a headache and things mm. like that. But the list, of, it was even down to, like, quite serious illnesses that they Wow, so it's like a cure-all. A cure-all, indeed. Hmm. very very interesting actually so it's a serious question i kind of got like really into it <laughs> that's great <laughs> or at least from that perspective anyway um i'm sure there's some truth to the onion thing at least i mean there's gotta be maybe bits and pieces yeah. of it's just in this day and age there are much easier and better ways to clean Probably. the yeah. air and keep you keep your diseases <laughs> yeah I, I did find a content a contemporary website that was talking about uh, onions in like as an alternative medicine but mm. it was they they talked about how it had been used in the past and they said um but it's still good like if you if you feel like you have a cold or something if you put onion make soup with onions then that will but it didn't say like oh it's going to cure you or anything it mm-hmm. wasn't a it wasn't so extreme of course well and this is what i appreciate about Chinese medicine and culture in general is that there's a lot of like preventative medicine that Mm. they do like I feel like in the west it's like we don't do we don't do a whole lot until there's actually a problem and then you're like panicking and trying to find a quick solution whereas in China they're much more I feel like they're much more in tune with their systems like they're really sensitive if they eat too much of a certain thing or if they go to sleep a little bit too late. A lot of the Chinese yeah. people that I know, they instantly feel the effects of that. Like, yeah, definitely. My friend, um, Jell, she was saying that she, like, when she stays awake past 11, then her tongue swells up or something like that. So they're very... I don't know, well, I don't know what that's about, but she, like, refuses to, like, she has very, very strict regimen, and she just, whenever she goes off of it, she realizes all these things that happen. Mm. Whereas, I don't know, I'm very sporadic with my, I'm definitely not a habitual person by any means, Mm -hmm. so I don't think I would notice, you know, like, I go to bed at various times, I never, I've never had, even as a child, I never really had a set routine. So for me to to say, oh, after eleven o'clock, then I get this 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 symptom. Like I'm, I have no idea. No. It, it, I almost feel like those things are like they've been passed down from the parents. Oh, for like, sure. As in, like threats, like if you don't go to bed uh, at eleven o'clock, you know, you're gonna turn into a vampire or something. <laughs> I feel like it's almost that kind of mentality. Definitely some of that is there, for sure. For sure. And some of it, it yeah, it's like a placebo or whatever. Mm. But I think in general they tend to be a lot more conscious about what they're eating and drinking and oh, yeah. their habits yeah. than Western people. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and they, they also have very, like, very interesting... Uh, I, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm planning on writing an article about this... Uh, for in Chinese about oh. um, you know how like fruits uh, and and food in general have different like properties. So for example, uh, certain fruits are like hot, yeah, and some fruits are cold. Yeah. And it's and actually it makes a lot of sense. It's basically about like balance. Is it acidity? Basically, it seems to be yeah, like acidity. I think so because all ci- citrus fruits are like they're hot. the ses- Actually, they're like mild. They're like oh, safe. Really? Yeah. Oh, so maybe it's the other way around. Um, I, anyway, I, I mean... Oh, that, that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I never understood that. They get, when kids are sick and stuff like that, they're like, don't give them any fruit. You're not, yeah, you're not allowed to set, like, for example, if, yeah, if you have, like, a cough, 
Uh, you should. You definitely shouldn't have dragon fruit and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, mango, those those like hot fruits. No, definitely yeah. not. Huh. It, but you can sort of balance that out by having watermelon instead. <laughs> it's fascinating, actually. It's really like it sounds a bit peculiar, but some of it sort of I, I get some of it at the yeah. same time. Like with any of those theories, I feel like there's a little bit of truth in yeah. there, which keeps people believing. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. So how about some of the other smells? So we, okay, so that's that's our theory about why Chinese people might not be crazy about new smells, which mm. again is not something that either Holly or I have heard no. about um, that I remember. But what about just, like, smells in general in China? Like, what are some of the bad... Let's start with the bad... Some of the bad smells that we encounter on a daily basis. And then How long end on an up note. <laughs> let's, let's just do a couple. <laughs> so what are some of the smells that you... Because um, as Cecilia said about the... Like, they don't seem to be bothered about these, like quite pungent and aggressive smells like cigarette smoke yeah and you know obviously the classic one is the stinky tofu which if you haven't heard it's it's um it's a tofu dish that they make they they make it on the street a lot which is why it's It's um, surprising really yeah which is why everybody knows about it because when you make it on the street i mean it stinks Mm -hmm. to high heaven it is Probably one of the worst. I think so. It's, a, it's way up there. Yeah, it's definitely. horrible. I've eaten it, and it it's true. They always say, "Oh, it doesn't taste that bad." It's true. It doesn't taste that bad, mm-hmm. but it smells horrible and it looks horrible. Yeah, I I didn't know what it was when I first came to uh, China, and there was somewhere that used to make it right next to the metro. So almost every day I would pass it, and I would think, "What is that?" And I w- there, there was a garage, like a car garage, very close. And I thought, they must just be doing something in the garage like mm. to cause such a horrific smell. And then someone told me, oh, no, that it's it's actually food. And I, was just, I just thought, what on earth could that be? I've never tried it. Oh, okay. To be honest, it didn't have too much of a special flavor. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just tastes like fried tofu. But the stench was overpowering. <laughs> yeah. It was like rancid. Yeah, is rancid is definitely the right word to describe it. But similarly, like a lot of cheeses that we eat also are just as aggressive, I think. Like Chinese people don't. Blue cheese? Yeah, blue cheese. I mean, there's quite a lot. Oh, definitely. Well, like Limburger, the classic like Limburger cheese smells horrible. Um, but it's like what you're used to. So it's, it's kind of equivalent to if you, if you're into stinky cheeses, it's kind of similar to the stinky tofu in China. Yeah. 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 I guess you're right. Let's not be too judgmental. We have our stinky food as well. (laughs) Yeah. Other stinky food is definitely durian. durian. Yeah. Which, uh, I mean, I don't eat durian, but I know that there are lots of converts. I'm a con- I'm a convert. I know you are. Um, <laughs> but that is it stinks. That's a smelly, smelly, smelling fruit. It stinks. But once you get again, it's it's like once you get used to eating it. I just feel so good after I mm-hmm. eat it. It's like eating an avocado, but even better. Like you just feel it's one of the few fruits just like naturally found in nature. They call it the king of fruits here, and it's very expensive. Um, and it's one of the few that has, like, tons of really great fats. Yeah. And oils, like, really natural. Like, it's packed full of amazing nutrients. So I've kind of, like, subconsciously, like, tricked myself into liking it. But now I actually do enjoy it. I do. Mm. I'm not going after durian pizza or durian-flavored ice cream, which is really popular here. Mm. Or cakes, things like that. I don't like the... Like that, that's a bit too far, but the yeah. fresh durian, I do. It's a great, like, breakfast or snack. And I, but I can understand why you would want to eat the fruit. Like, at least you're getting the health benefits from it. But, I mean, it's not nice enough to want to eat it as an ice cream or in a cake. <laughs> or is that just me? I guess if you just, you know, if you, if you like it, if you've grown up with it and you like it, they mm. really revere it. 
So I think that's part of it is it's like it's seen as kind of luxury and it's like so healthy. So I guess if you put durian, even a bit of durian in some of these other products, they're interested. Oh, it like balances it out. It's balancing again. (laughs) A little bit of bad, a little bit of good. Yeah. And jackfruit goes along with that. And jackfruit to me looks hilarious. It's even bigger than... So like durian I'm trying outside, to think what I've, I've tried. I've had it dried, but I don't think. Oh no! Is dried, it? It's not is jackfruit bad. smelly? Yeah, it's not as it's not quite as pungent as durian. But yeah, oh yeah. Oh really? Because I thought I'd I've had. Well, I mean, I'm I'm I must have had it. Um, I've definitely had it dried, but I thought that I'd had it. Um, at Mimi's actually, because she went through a phase where she absolutely she, loved jackfruit. She likes it a lot. I'm um, not crazy about it. But I, I didn't have a problem with it, I don't think. Mm. If it's dried, for sure, it's not going to have that stinky smell. But fresh, too. Yeah? Mm. Yeah, the fresh stuff, to me, even though it's not as strong as the durian mm. smell, I just... I'll have to revisit Just take a the whiff. jackfruit. Yeah, take a whiff of some of the fresh stuff. Right. You'll see what I mean. It smells like feet. <laughs> it smells like, and it looks so funny. Like, okay, so durian is... Like a typical peat, like thing, I don't know how you would call it. Like, it's basically a bunch of pods that grow mm. together in a clump. It sounds really it's gross. It's ugly, really. It is ugly, and it's like covered in spikes. And it's about this. It's a little bit bigger than a basketball. Generally, mm. when they cut it down, yeah, it's like really super spiky, and it's an ugly pineapple. Yeah, and you have to basically use a buzz saw to get it open. <laughs> <laughs> you crack it open, and then there's these segments, kind of like an orange, but a little more random. It's mm. not like a, it's not a perfect sphere or anything like that. It's just kind of like random segments, and then you eat the segments. And inside the segments, they have these quite large seeds that are really easy to pick out. Um, and then jackfruit is huge. Jackfruit, those things can grow. I mean, they're like the size of a toddler when they cut it down. It's massive. <laughs> it's great. It also has spikes, but it's not. The spikes aren't as long as on the durian. Right. But you can see they have to, like, saw it off the tree. Mm -hmm. It's not like a fruit that you would pick by hand. You you literally, because to hold the weight of this massive thing. I mean, we're talking about, like, 40 pounds of fruit in one. It's impressive. Yeah, it's it's huge, and it's also supposed to be very nutritious. Mm. But, ah, I've eaten it plenty of times, but it's never really grown up. No, fair enough. No. Um, so, uh, I love garlic, mm. but there is a lot of garlic going on in China, <laughs> like even for breakfast. Yes. So, <laughs> often, if you, often, I, so I commute to work, I take the metro, or even just leaving the apartment and you get into the, the lift, and sometimes there's just like this noxious garlic. <laughs> green gas that just hits you right in the face and you're just like (gasps) there's no other way to describe that it's it's strange i mean i i love to eat garlic i don't really the the smell of garlic does not bother me but communal garlic smell is is just too much and first thing in the morning yeah i think that's it too well i think their breakfast foods are quite i don't know it's really interesting like i was always raised on sweeter things for breakfast really mild things for breakfast like Sugar cereal, oatmeal, right. toast with jam and butter on it. Like, those are the things that just kind of, like, ease your stomach mm-hmm. into breakfast. But they'll eat, like, a pot of noodles. Yeah, noodles, yeah. And their breakfast foods, yeah, they're they're just as hearty as your dinner a meal. A normal meal, yeah. yeah. They don't, there's not really that much different. I suppose maybe, like, I guess people might eat bowser or something for breakfast, whereas I guess maybe not for another meal. Yeah, baozi is it's like they kind of, they call it a Chinese hanbao bao, it's Chinese awesome. hamburger. It's like this steamed bun which is um, filled. It's kind of like a dumpling, but bigger and better, bigger and fluffier. Like the bread is the bread is it's more bready. Let's say bready, it's not yeah. it's not like a thin skin like on a dumpling. Yeah, and it's stuffed with. They have vegetable ones. They have meat ones. Cha cha bao. <laughs> Yes. Which is like sweet pork, which is so it's good. It's amazing. Cha Cha Bao is so good. 
Um, and then they have, like, ones that are filled with sweet beans or, <clears throat> like, corn. Yeah. So they have sweet and savory ones. Grass. And, yeah, and they're super cheap and super tasty yep. and a great breakfast. Yeah, definitely. They do a lot of excellent, like, on-the-go breakfast stuff in China, I must say. It is mostly, I would say, on-the-go mm-hmm. breakfast, isn't it? Like, you can just, like, go to one of these, like, count, uh, like counters on inside in the street and get, like, a corn on the cob. <laughs> yeah, for breakfast. It's just so it's random. Awesome. Or, like, an egg. An egg, yeah. <laughs> like a hard-boiled egg. You just yeah. buy buy an egg. And they're they're all over the city. Even in Shenzhen, where it's supposed to be illegal to sell um, food on the street. In yeah. the morning, let's say anytime before 9. Even, even maybe a bit later. Yeah, a little bit later. But they start kind of packing up yeah. around 9.30. Yeah, sure. Um, you can get a lot of variety. You can get fresh-made um, soy milk, which I really like. Um, they do. I think they do soy milk really well here. I don't like the packaged stuff that they do, but the the mm. fresh made one, I think, is really nice. Um, and like all different kinds of, you can get dumplings for breakfast. You can just like a they'll hand you a bag of dumplings and yeah. some chopsticks. I'm trying to think what because I oh, there was a time not so long ago I, I went through a bouts affairs, and I would go to the same place every single day, and they would just know my order. Um, <laughs> That's really bad. But they would have lots of different coloured ones. Mm. And just, like, not, like... I guess there was some that had nothing in, and they were just, like, rectangles. Mm-hmm. I suppose, like, a bread bun, but obviously it's steamed, so it looks... They they often look a bit raw. They don't mm-hmm. really look appealing, but if you've tried them, then you'll know. Mm-hmm. You'll know differently. It is very... Like, the variety. And they're up at the crack of dawn to yeah. make all that stuff so that it's fresh mm-hmm. for breakfast. Yeah. Oh, and at the moment, I'm seeing a lot of... Um, you know the sticky rice wrap. What are they called? This wrapped in the leaves, and they've got the meat inside. Oh yeah, like for Dragon Boat Festival. Right, yeah. Zong, yeah. Zong zi. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Which it. is always really hard. I've for me noticed to say. a lot of those zong around. Zi. Yeah, I, I, a good zongzi. For some reason, I always want to say zongzi. Zong it's easier. Zongzi is um to me. It's hard to beat. It's like full of it's got so the sticky rice thing i'm not, I'm not really crazy about no. sticky rice but for some reason when it's made in these like holly says it's like wrapped in this bamboo leaves it's so fragrant and they stuff it full of different kinds of meats some vegetables they use a lot of the fatty parts of the meat so it's very like succulent i guess mm. and it makes a really nice and filling hearty breakfast it's good it's good when it's cooler i think i mean the weather yeah but they always have it in i know July. that's it i mean but i mean i think it would be better that kind of hearty like meat and carbs combo it goes in the super well with tea like zongzi and tea oh it's like cookies and milk <laughs> so good <laughs> so good so how about um some other bad smells because we this is kind of good smells we kind of Meandered over to good yeah, smells. Yeah, we, we but, keep um, floating backwards and forwards. Uh, bo, bo, yeah, that's interesting. Um, but I, I feel like it's true. I don't think that most Chinese people use deodorants. Probably not. But that being said, since considering we live in such a hot, hot place, it's not that bad. It's not. But um, I think like there's bo and then. What I tend to smell is like dirty. It's like dirt. It's like you know when you smell someone who maybe has never ever had a wash. That's what it smells like. <laughs> I'm sure they have, but they probably they've probably done a lot of manual labor and they just haven't had a good scrub in a while. Mm. Yeah, you get those from time to time. Yeah, but still, the average person I don't think uses deodorant, and really, they don't smell. Yeah, I guess if you looked at it, like, population-wise, yeah, there's less smell than there is smell. I mean, if you look at the same, <laughs> similar thing in, let's say, in Africa, mm-hmm. you're going to get a way different Probably. smell scope than here. Like, I just feel like they don't produce a lot of 
Yeah. Odor. Body odor. Yeah. But no one's bothered about it either. Yeah. Bodily smells in general. Let's just put that as a headline. Bodily smells. I was in, I think I was in the lift here, actually coming up to the office. And there was a guy in the lift with me and he let one go. (laughs) And it was stinky. (laughs) Nothing. There was no reaction. And I had to stand behind him for the rest of the journey. Eyes watering. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, but I'm surprised how how because because how how packed you are in those train cars in the morning and stuff. I am really surprised how how, how few seldom. smells you yeah. smell. Yeah, I really yeah. Am. On the yeah, actually, that was the first time in a long time I've gotten that like because you're bound to get it from time to time. But I think in general, Chinese people, I, I don't know. But if there's I not a lot of embarrassment. No, there's not. Like. Although, I mean, for, me, for men, like, our other halves, for example, have no, like, issues with, you know, tooting away in, <laughs> in public. And obviously at home, it's not an issue. Yeah. Um, Especially mine. Th- there would be some, like, <laughs> you know, like, often with with foreigners, there's, like, some reaction. Like, if you hear someone, like, doot, uh, then you... Or if you, you smell re- it. Yeah, too, or, like, you'll react re- and be like, oh, is that you? Oh, that's disgusting, that... But yeah, like there's not nothing. Yep, it happens. Even if you hear it happen, no one like even batters an eyelash. Like how? I don't know. How is that possible? Uh, <laughs> I knew true. this. I knew this episode would go downhill rapidly, and we would start talking about farts and things. Yeah, for sure, for sure. We're gonna end on a more positive note, I think. But let's talk about pee. <laughs> so, oh. um, so. I don't know if we've talked about this much before, but um, Chinese people don't, again, in general, don't tend to use diapers for their kids. Yeah. Um, they just let them pee wherever, which is actually becoming a popular trend in the U.S. to EC, they call it ECing your baby, where you learn the signs that your baby needs to use the bathroom and instead you put them over the toilet instead of letting them soil right, themselves. Right. Which actually, I could see it makes a lot of sense. That, it's environmentally friendly. Yeah. You're more in touch with your, your child's system. Okay. It's more hygienic if you do it properly because they're not sitting in their own feces and whatever yes. else. Um, but that means in China that people just pee everywhere. everywhere. And they tend not to... Like, kids are already, you know, 10 years old, and they're still just taking a piss. You know, like, standing the with their dinglings out, like, just <laughs> taking a piss. I mean, not even in a corner or anything no, like that. No, it's just in the... Uh, just yeah. anywhere. I, I walked past... I'm trying to think where I was. It was open, anyway, and I was on the sidewalk, or the pavement, and I saw a, guy, a boy, but I couldn't see all of him, and I thought, like, what's he doing? And he was just stood... And he wasn't a small, like, he wasn't two or three. He mm-hmm. was seven, eight, nine, maybe. Yeah. And he was just peeing in the wind, you know? <laughs> just stood there, like, but, but you know, I don't know, I'm not even going to describe it. He was just, like, proud of himself, you know, like, just like I'm having him. a wee outside. Look at me. It's very I freeing, just, I guess. Oh, oh dear me. Um, <laughs> yeah, and well. this habit, so I don't really mind as much. Okay, I think it's rude when it's someone who's so old. Like, once... After the age of five, let's say, like, come on, you can learn to use the bathroom. But this kind of trend continues into adulthood. So you see grown men, especially those from the countryside, yeah, taking a whiz. You know, on the sidewalk, I mean, sometimes yeah, they'll be I, turned away from you, but it's recently. literally like, yeah, on the sidewalk, you walk right by them and they're taking a piss. Yeah. So that to me is worse because the smell, you know, there'll be these like popular places where they take a piss Mm -hmm. and the smell just, you just walk by some areas and it always just reeks of pee. Yeah. So that's, that's not really pleasant. Yeah. Public bathrooms can get pretty bad as well. Yeah. Although some places they have like, they do regular cleaning. The... The kind of the way they use the bathroom, the toilet, like especially Western toilets here, kind of just it just seems to go everywhere. They stand on top, yeah, of the toilet seat, and you often go in and you wonder like what happened, yeah, it's just in like the toilet spray. before you, yeah, it's everywhere. So I've learned to pee standing up, which is quite awkward, but 
crouchy crouch. Yeah, kind of half squat yeah, or like squ- put the one leg up on the toilet seat and do like the side sideways. I've gotten very good at angling it into the pot because you cannot me? sit down. You do not want to no, sit down. No, that's why in actual fact squat toilets are by far more convenient and hygi- I want to say hygienic loosely so you don't have to touch anything. Definitely, definitely more hygienic. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um, how about this one? To me, is kind of neutral. I don't know if it's to me, it's good or bad. And that's the Chinese medicine burning smell. I don't mind it. It smells a little bit like marijuana sometimes. Kind of, yeah. Which, depending on your history, you may <laughs> like it. Um, but it's it's kind of like smell kind of like burnt leaves or something. Mm. So if you walk past a traditional Chinese clinic, a lot of times you'll smell some. You'll get you'll start getting familiar with some of the different herbs that they burn for various treatments. Yeah, it's usually that same like the same smell. I couldn't tell you what it was that I smell, but it's very it's it's pretty strong. And you yeah you if you walk past those little uh, pharmacy, well, I'm gonna use pharmacy, but yeah. Clinics, mm-hmm. then you often smell the same smell. Mm-hmm. And inside of them, so like some of the more reputable massage parlors. Oh, if you're interested in massage parlors, by the way, in China, we have a whole episode about that. So you can search on writtenchinese.com for massage and you'll find it. True. Um, but if you go to some of the more reputable massage parlors or the blind massage parlors, a lot of times they couple as. Um, like a medicinal clinic, so they'll have doctors on hand as mm. well as messieurs, messieurs, and so you'll often walk in and it's that smell, that earthy yeah. smell, and earthy, their pharmacies yeah, as well earthy. have that because a lot, of, lot of their pharmacies here are half. It's like half and half, or maybe like two thirds Chinese medicine, one third Western medicine. So you walk in and they have these rows. It's kind of like those old card catalogs from the library. They have yeah. those little drawers Draw that they things, pull out, and yeah. they're full of herbs. So they've got this kind of, like, smell like roots and yeah, definitely. leaves. They often look like apothecaries. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's kind of cool in a way, but you often think, like, this is 2016. <laughs> <laughs> there's odd. not a whole lot of evidence. Unfortunately, there's not a whole lot of evidence to support. So that's another topic yep. entirely. How about other, are there any other bad smells that you can think of that, or should we move on to the good ones? Uh, do you have, I haven't got any more bad ones. I mean, I might, but I haven't written them down. Those are the main ones, I think. Definitely the main ones. I mean, some of the, some of the smaller grocery shops have a particular animal smell, because they slaughter the chickens, and maybe even some of the pigs. Maybe. maybe I've got one more smell. What's that? Um, so someone once told me that once it starts to get hot in the city, they use, like, some poison in the, uh, in the sewers uh, to kill the rats. Uh, and so uh, sometimes you'll pass, like, a, a sewer, like a grate, a sewage grate, and you get, like, a waft of this, it's, it's, it's a, quite a, Mm. bad smell and someone told me that it was like rats dead dead rats Ooh, the de- death basically that's the smell you smell yeah yeah that's as low as i'm gonna go but that's my last bad smell that's the tip i like a lot of these are just kind of like big city smells though too yeah i think like the probably pee, right. i mean there's plenty of drunk people and bums and another Absolutely. big city it's not specifically to china and but. england has some terrible public toilets let's not even go there <laughs> Uh, how about some good stuff? Let's talk about some good stuff. Do you like the smell of the incense that they burn? Because there, there are quite a few practices of, like, they burn the incense in toilets, which always I didn't really like, but the incense that they put in front of the altars and stuff, a lot of times outside of shops or if people live on the first floor, they'll have, like, a little bitty shrine that's got, mm. like, an orange in it, and then it's got, like, incense stuck into oh, the orange. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, I've never really... I mean, I like incense in general. I, I quite like those kinds of smells. Um, but actually, I've never kind of noticed... Mm. It's not super yes. fragrant, I feel. It's... But it's definitely a burning smell. Mm. I'm yeah. trying to think if I've been around somewhere that's had that 
that they were doing that burning incense. I can't think of anywhere. Yeah. But I like I like incense in general, so I don't think it would be a problem yeah. for me. Hmm. Um, how about some? Because okay, Shenzhen at least actually China does a really good job at landscaping. Um, they do a really good job maintaining community mm-hmm. gardens and yeah. like the streets are lined with trees here, and it's hot. They have to do a lot of work to keep things looking nice. Like, they change the flowers. Yeah. Like, in the boulevard, so there'll be the street running east and the street running west, and in the middle there's a boulevard, and they plant flowers. Yeah. Um, and they, they're they constantly switching out. I always see gardeners out there switching out the flowers. Mm-hmm. But there are particular seasons in which you can just smell. smell. Like, those big red... There's a particular type of tree that produces kind of like those, those are lilies, right? Yeah. We have some lilies on the desk. So it produces a flower which kind of looks like a lily. It's this big red flower. And it has like a, a stem, a red, like pink colored stem in there. Mm. Yeah, it smells awesome. It smells doesn't it? amazing. Yeah, yeah. So there's like a couple weeks in there where it's like all around yes, you smell it's this really like. really lovely, isn't it? And they they drop. They're so heavy. These flowers. Yeah. The leaves are almost like plastic. They're mm-hmm. so thick and like rubbery. They're not super delicate. So they yeah. they drop. They're like <laughs> super hardy flowers that drop from these trees, and they have such a nice smell. Yes, they're really nice. But I don't know what they are actually. Do you know? I don't know what no, they are. Have to find out. I just would love that week when it was like all yeah, them work because they're so pretty laying on the ground too. It's like. Yeah. Walking, you know, it's like rose petal line path almost. You should be careful with those though, because I've like slipped over on a couple of those. Oh like, yeah, the the leaf, yeah, or oh, not leaf, but the petals from those flowers. I imagine they'd be a bit slippery <laughs> once they've been there for a while. Yep. Yes. Yeah, but those smell amazing. And then some of their other plants, like there's a lot of eucalyptus that grows here. So a lot of the parks they have you'll find patches where it's just this like really overwhelming smell of eucalyptus which i really love that smell Mm -hmm. so so that's so there are definitely natural smells that occur even in the city and like mangoes sometimes the mango trees because they have a lot of mango trees growing like public just publicly and some people climb up and pick them um, shake the tree. Yeah, <laughs> but when when the top ones start to drop down, then sometimes you'll get like a mangoey smell when you're walking by a line of yeah. mango trees because of the ones that have dropped on the ground, which is really nice. Nice, nice. nice. Some other good smells. Um, I I can't think of any. Do you like some of the food? food smells? Yeah, that would be my only other thing, but I wasn't sure, because some people, that might be a bit, like, of a turn-off, that you can smell food all the time. <laughs> but actually, if I come home and I can smell like my neighbours have been cooking, it makes oh, me kind yeah. of feel nice, like, oh, home cook. Sometimes I get hopeful and think that it might be coming from my own apartment, but it <laughs> never is. <laughs> yeah, because of this feng shui thing, they always, and, and they do a lot of, like, frying in the woks. Yeah. So they open up all the windows, and then they cook their dinners. Yes. And so you get, yeah, a lot of times I can smell my neighbor's dinner. Yeah, that's smells nice. really nice. But I don't like, I so I don't mind that, and I, yeah, when you go into, like, restaurants or something, it's, I'm happy to smell the food they're cooking, but I hate leaving somewhere and having the smell of the food on my clothes. Oh, yeah. So yeah. there's, like, that's sort of the downside of it for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, definitely. Cool, Wow. Tell us about the smells that you've smelled in China if you've been there. I'd be really interested to hear um, other people's opinions, the good, the bad. And the ugly. And the ugly. (laughs) But, yeah, it's really, it's definitely an interesting smellscape here. Oh, nice, smellscape. Yeah, like, like when, especially when you, when you first walk off the plane, like, whenever I'm away for a long period of time and I step back in China, I get that classic China smell. Smell, yeah, it does have its own, like, it's like a thick smell, I can't, oh yeah. Well, here I think, too, because the air is really heavy because it's just so humid and hot, and sometimes we get a bit of the sea smell because we're right on the sea, Um, but yeah, it's always got that classic Okay, I'm back in China. Yeah. Smell, and I can't really put my finger no. on it. The U.S. also, to me, has it like there's that Wisconsin smell. Yeah, um, it's definitely got it. Or like when you enter your home, 
It's like the smells that you get used to over time, but yeah. then if you've been away for a long time and you enter and you're like, and you're just like oh, oh yeah, yeah. homes. So this is what that. like my friends smell when they come to my house. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us all about the things that you've smelled in China. We want to know, yeah. or if you're curious about any of the things that we've mentioned on the show. Yeah, you can leave your comments on uh, writtenchinese.com/episode sixty-eight. Or on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash two white chicks and two is spelled T-W-O. Uh, Nora, do you have a word for us? I please? do. I, I think the only word we can go off of is smell, mm-hmm. which is um, an interesting word because I can't really... Okay, I'm no expert in Chinese, but I, I, I can't really get the difference between between smell and taste in Chinese. So they use this wei dao. Mm-hmm. So wei dao. But they, it seems to be used interchangeably in Chinese for a smell and for a taste. Oh, I know. I mean, I would use that like as flavor for tastes. Yeah, but they you use also... use it for smell too. Yeah, yeah I suppose. Yeah, like it's a good smell. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah. Cool. Because you can say, I mean, you can be more specific and say like kou wei is right, like a right, taste right. something in your mouth. But wei dao is is general. It's like a general word for both smell and taste. Fra- fragrance maybe because mm-hmm. they also use fragrance in terms of taste in Chinese. Yeah. So so I would say it's it kind of borders between. But it's a very versatile word and it's yeah. a useful one it's to nice. learn. Yeah, it's definitely useful. And it's easy to say wei dao. Yep. Awesome. So check that out and ooh. The new version of WC's, the Written Chinese Dictionary, is in review right now by Apple. So that means by the time this is published, it will be out and available for Yay! you to download. It's so beautiful and much more easy to navigate and cool. And it's only going to get better because we have a lot of things up our sleeves. Amazing. Yes. Yeah, so check out what Holly and I work on at our day job. <laughs> if you're learning Chinese, it's it's useful for you and don't forget to get your free two white chicks flashcards. Yep. You can find out how to do that on any of our episode pages. Uh to see any of our old episodes you can go to writtenchinese.com slash podcast. Mm-hmm. Or or you can just search on written Chinese and I'm sure we've got something that will interest you <laughs> oh and hey we're running out of questions from the audience we just got another one today well that's know? good but we still need more we do we so do need more. so please if you haven't done so already and you've got even the most random question floating around in your brain about life in china or even if you're afraid that we've already done it before just send it over and we we know what we've talked about so just send us any of your question you don't need to check back through and make sure that we haven't done it before and here's some news since, um, cause we, this is the last show that we're doing. Yeah, yeah. For just a week, we're gonna have a break. A two. A two. Yeah. Um, we're gonna have a little break cause it's our summer holiday, so we're going to Europe, Holly to her hometown, me to my husband's hometown. Um, to, to, do you wanna talk about what you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I think, have I ever, not ever already mentioned it? So I am getting married. Uh, so when I come back, I will be a married woman. Yeah. That's quite scary. Be so the next Holly. time you, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, so that's exciting. Cool. And <laughs> I haven't said this on the show yet, but I am pregnant. Woohoo! Woohoo! I'm already like in the third trimester, actually. I've been secretly pregnant this whole time. You didn't even know it. I didn't want to like take over the show talking about pregnancy and babies, but if you are interested in what it's like um, in China, we've done a little bit of that kind of topic, but if you want to ask any specific questions, yeah. and I'll probably be talking a little bit, give you guys some updates here on out, like, it's, cause it is a crazy experience going through the whole, like, I'm doing it the Chinese way, I'm going to a Chinese hospital, and it's been, let's say, interesting. <laughs> oh, yes. Interesting. So, so if you have questions about that, um, let me know. I'm due in November, and I'll, We'll probably do an episode where I'll tell you all about how the actual delivery went because I'm sure it's going to be mental. Because <laughs> so far it's already been mental. Like <laughs> yesterday, my my doctor's appointment, the doctor like forgot to he forgot that I had an appointment, and so we like walked in on him doing a surgery. Anyway, it was it was a whole crazy thing. 
So, so yeah. I'll Not to giving... put you off having kids in China, by the way. <laughs> so far, it's been fine so far. Um, so we'll give you a little bit of updates here and there, but it's not, the show is not going to turn into the baby and wifey podcast, so. (laughs) (laughs) We could be two white chicks and a baby. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, and that, that, doesn't that sound like we're a couple? (laughs) Yeah, it does. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho. Anywho. So, um, yeah, we'll be back in September with... A new episode of The Two White Chicks in China. Stay tuned. Bye. Bye.